This is episode 220 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Will Eyesighting Hagwoods. And Ryan, almost the Lone Star, Staniszewski. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, though. That's right. So if you missed it, um, we've actually been uploading it to YouTube um, right now. I think the final is coming up in a couple days, but uh, we had footage from the Lone Star Open. It was recorded by Gold Squadron via William Haywood, who went down to, to Texas. And uh, yeah, Ryan, you, you got you got to the final table. Could you could you taste it? You were so you were so close. I, I told everyone I couldn't keep running through Zams. I so for people who don't know, I went through three Zam Django's in the top cut to get there alone, and then uh, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's something about Zam Django. Zam Django I can beat, but I, so it was the Zam with the Grievous stuff. I'm like, I bet, I bet I'm not doing this one. Mm. <laughs> it ran out of steam. Mm. Yep, yep. I mean, it is uh, it is tough to see, to, to see it. Like when I, I like click, I clicked it on. I was just like. <gasps> Oh, Ryan's in the final. Just like, cause I, I was, you know, it was in the middle of graduation. Like we got, I got home. I was just like, all right, cool. Take, take a second to decompress. That was, it was a little, was a little, little heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, should be good. So today on today's show, uh, we are going to be talking about Gold Squadron Paint Wars to start with. Uh, if you didn't know, we produced a show called Gold Squadron Paint Wars. It's up on our YouTube channel. If you're watching live, exclamation point PW to get the link to that playlist. The second episode comes out on Tuesday. Uh, our releases are going to be Tuesday, 7 p.m. If you don't know what it is. Essentially, it's a painting competition show uh, for X-Wing ships currently. And... Uh, it's it's just it's just fun if you have ever watched any type of competitive show you will probably enjoy this um but yeah we're gonna answer some community questions about it kind of get uh will and ryan's take on what happened i'd like to ask them a couple questions that i didn't put in the notes just to kind of surprise them all right and then uh, we're going to be taking a look at some of the new release content that was released by AMG. Um, we did get to talk about it a little bit on uh, on the Wednesday stream uh, this week, but let's go ahead. Let's take some time and make sure that our podcast audience gets our thoughts as well. And of course, that day was only my thoughts. I would love to hear from Will and Ryan on that as well. Uh, but before we do that, I want to remind you that our podcast episodes are brought to you by the GSP patrons. Becoming a patron makes you a part of the largest group of supporters that GSP has. Patrons have access to patron-only channels on Discord, and depending on the level, you can also get quarterly gifts. The next wave of gifts features Shadow Squadron, an Imperial group of ships where patrons vote on the pilots. Next vote is being released tomorrow. Go to patreon.com slash goldsquadron to become a patron today. All right, guys. Gold Squadron Paint Wars. Um, man, man, we almost worked like a whole year just to get out this show. And season one has seven episodes. Like It is cr it is crazy doing this type of production. Um, what would you guys think? Ryan? I was... It shows how long... Like, it, the, the quality of the work really shows for the amount of time and effort you guys put into it. It is so good. I showed my wife. She loved it, too. So endorsement, not even X-Wing person, stamp approval from Mrs. Staniszewski. Um, uh, the, the judges, all well-spoken, uh, loved hearing from different opinions outside of uh, directly from the X-Wing community. 
I thought the pro I thought the idea the idea of having specific ships and specific prompts is great because it really narrows down but also allows people to take those very narrow uh, trenches but see how deep they go into like how they analyze and um, interpret it right. Um, I thought all the, the first uh, round of painters did an amazing job. It really shows their years of experience. And like the judges has said, I won't say who for people who do haven't watched it yet, but as the judges said, it, they all did really good. It was really hard and nitpicky to pick the first winner. Will? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a terrible painter, but I, I know art when I see it, and that stuff was just so good um i liked all of the because it was El elsa it was it was mm -hmm. it her just her dress or what, what was the exact prompt again? so it was the title was into the unknown and i specifically put mm. in there it was about her dresses like i wanted to see oh, those okay. colors and patterns in there yeah sure okay and yeah the uh man just what they were able to do with um, those they talked a lot the judges talked a lot about like the um, the cool colors that uh, everybody was using and what they were what they could do with just some pink and blue was blowing my mind so um, I, I especially liked all the little the little 3d printed elements to it mm -hmm. uh, those are definitely my favorite I was ruined for ruined for those guys yeah I, w I will say like the one of the first pieces of feedback i got when we put up the prompt and it, and it was frozen people went what like because because you know everybody had their own concept in their head what mm -hmm. paint wars is going to be right because i've been talking about it but you, you didn't have anything tangible and then the first thing you see is this thumbnail of me sitting next to a frozen star right going but why <laughs> right <laughs> And, and it's just it's it's you know and i'm glad the people who've given it a chance and it's great to see p people going like you know what i was skeptical at first but i watched it and i got no complaints the ships were cool i'm telling you I tell you, you gotta trust your dion he knows what he's doing i got you baby i got you well, um, i gotta ask yeah was the choice of elsa by any way um influenced by arwen any well, Did I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's it's parental happenstance, because I don't know I have no way to know if 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 I didn't have a daughter if I would have ever watched Frozen. Though I will say, I I love those movies. Specifically, the the second one is is in my opinion better than the first one because it's it's like a actual movie. If that makes any sense, the first one's more of a musical, but that's neither here nor there but the the visuals the art in it it's beautiful it is a really it is like if you if you take out the, the you know the princesses and queens and the, and the creatures singing okay and you just want to look at it from an artistic eye it is gorgeous and that's what i wanted and that's what the painters did so that's that that i loved it absolutely loved it and uh you know we're, we're following it up with a more macho prompt sea creatures <laughs> mythical sea creatures of the sea yeah all right so is it much so, more macho so someone could go the mermaid route they they might you never know they they, they might this. so i love the I, I love the narrow but potential interpreted openness of it i think yeah i think you're nailing the 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 outside of Star Wars, bringing it in and bringing it all together, it adds it adds a level of challenge and interpretation for the artists. 
Agreed, agreed. So I, I've had a lot of fun making the prompts. Uh, season one is seven episodes. Uh, then we're going to take a, take a few weeks break, and then we're going to go come back season two. And I will tell you in the next couple weeks we'll be opening up applications for season three and four. So make sure that you're uh, – but, yeah, again – it doesn't matter. We don't play Frozen songs in the background of the episode, okay? Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Watch the episode. I bet you'll like it, okay? So um, what I want to do is I'll let you guys basically be the moderators. And if you have anything you want to add on to these questions. So basically, I, I went out to our patrons and said, hey, what are some questions that you have about Paint Wars that you might have? Fling them at me. And yeah. We'll do we'll do that for for our first segment today. You guys can right. pass it back and forth. You can go ahead and start, Will. <laughs> okay. Um. So, the uh, we were just talking about Frozen. So let's start with that question. Um. How many times have you watched Frozen, Dion? And uh, did you feel? Wait and. Did you feel when the contestants were not familiar with them? Uh, okay, so did did you? Um, I noticed one competitor said that they had to review the material mm -hmm. about uh, Frozen, but um, could you pick out those little details where uh, where one competitor was more familiar with the Frozen than another? No, so I think all, all three of them did their homework, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, looking at it, they all oh, yeah. did their homework. And it didn't – so there's a lot of footage on the cutting room floor. I will tell you, like, we have about four hours worth of footage total to get down to this 20-minute episode. Like, it, it it's a lot because you got to find what works visually and people actually saying it. But uh, one of the things that ended up on the cutting room floor just because of it just didn't fit the flow is Alec Kozak specifically says – I've never seen Frozen before, but then he follows it up by saying, "I'm gonna go do that." <laughs> so he did. He did his homework. He did his homework, and, it could t and you could see it. You could tell uh, what it was. Yeah, I think they all did a good job. I, rem I remember him saying he didn't see it. And he's gonna go. Let's go watch it. Yeah, that didn't get yeah. cut. That's it. Oh, that, that was in there. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I've seen so many cuts of all the episodes. <laughs> it's just like I was like, did, did that make it? And I wasn't sure. All right. All right. So speaking of the artists themselves, Tion, you probably. Mm -hmm you know, be able to answer this one, but were the groups of three artists random? How were they grouped into this or how are they grouped into episodes? Do you, do you have a specific thing or is it just dartboard? So it, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. So in the original setting, what I did is uh, we had something like 120 applicants on the first one. Okay. And I took out 33 I put, pulled aside 33. I said, I've chosen these 33 people for a myriad of reasons. Um, and I tried to do people with, with different skills. I was like, okay, this person's obviously really good at detail work, but this person seems like, you know, this was mostly done with a brush and you can tell, but it was just done really nice. And this person did a little bit of modding and construction to their, to their model. And it's just trying to match up three people that seem to have three different styles is what I was looking for. Now, it didn't always work out that way, uh, but like like I will tell you, um, in, in application, if you actually go to our Instagram, hey, uh, and you look for Ian Markin, he put in um, this like really cool, I'm not even sure what game it's from, but some cool figure, like like a knight fighting like a sea monster um, thing. Alec Kozak had like a modified tugboat that was like a bee, 
It was like like a bumblebee, like next to a flower. Uh, David Meyer, David Meyer. Oh man, I'm forgetting what what his was. I'm remembering on on his desk, he's got this really cool clown miniature. That's kind of scary, but that's the thing that comes to mind. <laughs> you actually see you see it in a couple of frames. Um, oh, he did he did a Kylo, a Kylo with some cool stenciling on it, which all of them use the skills that you saw in their preview in their ship, so it was cool to see that translation. All right, awesome. Uh, so let's move on to step away from the competitors for a bit and talk mm -hmm. about the judges, uh, Lila, Wade, and Chris. Um, who are they? Do you, can you give us a summary of them? And yes. uh, why were they picked? So first, I know that was probably the biggest piece of feedback I got was like, who are these judges? I didn't want to spend every episode explaining it. It's a really the reality because the show's designed where you can drop in on any episode and watch them all. And I didn't want to do that. Um, but there's actually going to be an, a judge episode. Spoilers. Okay. There's a judge episode. It's actually the finale for season two. Um, but I know it's a long way away. Just kind of quick bullet points. Uh, Chris Kuzminoff. Um, Judged because of nepotism. That's my joke. But he he is uh, he's actually the guy who introduced me to X-wing. So without Chris Kuzminoff, there is no Dion Morales in X-wing. I'll tell you that. Uh, and he happens to be a really talented painter um, who is just really low key about it. Like he could be one of these people that does streams and all this stuff. He actually I can't show it to you, but one of the miniatures that was sent to me for paint wars was absolutely destroyed by customs today i was at his house and he reconstructed it and and like fixed it and it doesn't look like it was ever broken like it is he's really good he's just low-key about it but he's also he's a, a orchestra teacher like i am uh so he's good at giving feedback and all that i thought it would be perfect to be a judge uh second uh, we'll go uh, Lila. Lila Mev. Um, I I may I one thing, and I'm just going to be very forward with the audience. I was very deliberate in saying I need a female judge. I it has to happen, and I'm going to I'm going to go try to find me the best female judge that I can who is publicly good at painting and would be willing to be on camera so i i scoured and lila is one of the uh is a youtuber who does painting and she was one of the females with the highest number of subscribers and i just took a shot in the dark i said lila would you be interested in doing this and she gave me a hell yes all right so i was like i was like sweet let's go and she's amazing by the way I, if you if you're into painting at all you will learn so much so she goes into a lot of depth in her videos Take a look over there. Shout out to Lila Mev, the mini witch. And then Wade Pache, if you're in the X-Wing community, you probably know who that is. He was an ex-employee of FFG. He was in charge of uh, a lot of the art decisions that was made for a lot of the alternate art cards and a lot of the design for prizes and things like that. He is also a, an artist. He's done um, like cards for us, and he's actually a crystal brush winner as well, which is a big deal uh, painting competition uh, for, for our painters out there. So he's got the, he's got the qualifications. So those, those three were the reasons uh, th those are the reasons and who and why i pick them all right 
So this this one I, I think I I can actually answer your question. Will any of the painted models be auctioned off for charity slash where will these models go after the show has wrapped? Correct me if I'm wrong, Dion. You have been raffling these off during your streams. Yeah, exactly. And the first three, I would tell you, the three that you see in episode one are already accounted for because we used it for our charity stream that we did two weeks ago. All right. For for our um, what was the last I'm thinking about Jetta, which is next week or this weekend, whatever the the last galaxies was. uh, I'm forgetting. Dagobah. Dagobah. Dagobah, yeah. correct. We like, used Dagobah for that. Lamu. I thought we had an extended one between yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And um but yeah, they they will be used as prizes for the stream. And I will be I'll be very forward about some of these things. Like some things I'm I'm a little cagey to talk about, but like so that was my use like uh, of of some of these paint wars prizes for charity is using it kind of as a motivator to get people going. Um, as for auctioning off things for charity, like the reality is that this show costs a lot of a lot of money. So we got we have to make back some of the money to be able to continue because here's the thing. Every single painter, judge, editor, production assistant, every single person on the show is paid. So and that's all before anything comes a cent my way, okay? So it's it's one of those where we have to use it for like subs and get people motivated that way, uh, and that's kind of the the vehicle for getting some of those things. Now, will one of them show up in a charity auction at some point? For I mean, you could probably I could envision something like campaign against cancer, me giving one one to to them to be able to give away something like that. For sure, because we love the campaign against cancer. We've been very active in that. But, uh, but yeah, it was great. Uh, the Real Jeff Sanders says, do you want me to approach Netflix on your behalf? If you're being serious and you have a connection at Netflix, let's go. Let's get it done. If it's a joke, then yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get on the gold flicks. That's right. There you go. All right, so let's see. What other questions do we got? All right. Um, so here's one that's uh, going back about the competitors. Uh, have any competitors expressed interest in reviving Paint Cast? Uh, is there a possibility that many of them would be interested in taking it on on a rotating basis? Uh, Paint Cast being um, Luke's uh, stream he did for us, uh, mm-hmm. where he would paint uh, miniatures. Um, almost exclusively X-Wing ships. I don't, he very rarely painted something on paint cast that wasn't. Um, but, uh, what's the, what's the lowdown on that deal? So nobody, nobody has expressed interest in that. And not that I would be against it, but I would say Luke was, was a special situation just in the fact of like, this was his idea. It was his, Mm -hmm. he came to me and says, the guys, 100% serious. He came to me. He goes, Dion, I want to paint ships and I want to make sure people see it. So I want to do it on your channel. You don't have to pay me. Just give me the, the, the paint and the ships. And I was like, okay. Like that was literally, the, I was like, I was like, I lose nothing. I get content and ships and I get to give them away. Sure. Right. And like, mm-hmm. we hooked him up. We got him a computer. We made sure we kept him whole and everything. But like, it was a very special situation. Um, and it's, it would need, 
if we did something of that sort, it it needs to be probably in a different box in a different manner, probably a little bit more. Uh, because I mean, our channel's more mature now, right? Like there are things that we different steps I have to take now that like Gold Squadron is like an actual business now, so I have to make sure that things are things are right there. But hey, if somebody's got an idea, always listening. Well, I guess speaking on uh, building upon the painters that we've seen, are there any plans in the future to show the additional footage or follow up on the painting process so people who are interested in learning about some of these painters' processes can, you know, is that something that's going to be available or is it going to be more of a, if they have a online presence themselves, whether it is Instagram, whether it is links you link them to their pro to their own processes that already that they've already done yep that that's that is the idea right now now we, I, I, like i said we have a lot of extra footage and some of that will be cut into stuff but some of it isn't really usable like so for instance you know somebody's painting something i'll use this random little doggy i have on my my uh my my desk here and you know they're painting and it's hard to paint on camera because all of a sudden they're like half off the screen and you can't see anything right so it's some of it is usable. They don't always go into super depth on everything that they're doing. Um, there are some very specific directions that we give the the competitors. Um, we would probably have to ask some very specific we'd have to ask the competitors to record something very specific for that. But I will tell you, there's already a lot of hoops to drum through. So right now, that isn't our focus. Would we potentially go back and ask that person to do something like that for us? Sure. But if you notice in every – oh, I guess you haven't noticed yet. In that first episode and now in the description of the second one, we have all the social media links for each of the competitors. So we want you to go to them and ask them for that. Like, that's part, like, they were paid, but other thing is like, hey, we have no problem. Like, he, here's how you want, if you want to get something commissioned from this person, this is their information. Here's their email. Here's their Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Um, and some painters don't want that. Some people just, like, I think uh, uh, Dave, uh, David Meyer, he was like, he's like, no, I just paint for fun. I don't, don't, I don't want any contact information on there. I was like, all right, that's fine. So that's how that is. All right, let's roll on to them. Can you talk a little bit more about the format of the competition? Uh, you have talked about judges and there being three competitors. Can you give a little bit more detail about that? Yeah, so some people think that it might be like a tournament, like a painting tournament. It is not a painting tournament. Each episode is its own individual instance, and each episode there is a medal given out. Now, because... Like, the painters, I would tell you, the painters don't know who won until the episode airs. Like, the, episode, the people who are on episode two, they have no idea wh who their competitors are and who the winners are until it airs on Tuesday. And that was part of the fun. The fun. Now, it's part of the patience game for them because they have had to wait months and months to find out. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not a tournament per se. So, essentially, we have three judges. Each of them have, three, have a different category that they talk about. But behind the scenes, what you don't see is each of them basically give a score for each of the categories. We total it up. Whoever has the highest wins is essentially what that is. That's not good TV, though. Like having sitting there with calculators and, and figuring out who's the winner. Like that's not, that's not fun. So um, the, the numbers aren't public, but 
they are they are there is a quantified like rubric essentially used to uh to judge if that makes any sense all right so for this particular episode i, I we might have touched on this earlier but uh how'd you go about picking frozen as a theme this person who asked this question did think it wouldn't have been a great topic to go off of for painting but it turned out fantastic in their eyes so yeah um i guess beyond like so what what made frozen stand out for you dion since we touched on it earlier over maybe something else closely related whether it is another disney princess or dress mm -hmm. or wardrobe or other nordic inspired um artistry yeah so you will notice when when the first 14 prompts unfold. You will notice that we, I reached very far and wide. Very far and wide. I mean, look at the first two. Into the Unknown, Mystical Sea Creatures. Right? Like, it is, it is, um... I, I tried to just get a lot of different things. Why did I pick Frozen? I mean, honestly, it was on my mind when we were doing it. I like the art style, and we're going to go. I will tell you here, spoiler. Are you ready a spoiler for Season 3? Somebody, I guarantee you that one of the, one of the prompts is going to be Raya and the Last Dragon. The art style in Raya is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Painter, Season 3 painter, be ready. Whoever you mysteriously are. Raya and the Last Dragon is going to be a prompt. It's just, it's, it's done. Spo there's, just, there's your spoiler for season three. All right, all right. Um, speaking of seasons, I think you actually answered this earlier, um, if I was listening right, but um, how many episodes are you expecting uh, to run uh, for seasons, uh, at least one here that we have um, coming out? Yeah, seven. seven. Seven episodes is what is it's what's feeling good right now. Um seven. Then a you know, about a month off, and then we'll we'll hit it again. Um one of the things that we're just realizing is that we need more time. Like everything has taken more time than what we thought in in pre production. So we wouldn't wanna just like for instance, I know there's definitely the people who would like, Can you just drop all the episodes at once? I would prefer so I can just binge them all in a row. I get it. I get it. As somebody who's like, I wish that the entire Mandalorian would have been dropped at the same time so I could watch it all at once. But there is the business side, and we want to keep you around, right? We want we want you to keep coming back. So that's why it's episodic. But uh, seven episodes for sure. Um, each each season minimum, maybe more in the future. And it's really dependent on a lot of things. It depends on funding. Uh, it depends on timeline. And I am I am in for at least four seasons we will have at least four seasons and i can't promise anything other than that i started this with saying two seasons okay so four seasons total of that would be what is that seven times four 28 28 episodes minimum of pain wars to be coming your way uh, assuming that season three and four go as smooth or hopefully smoother than the first two all right, so we got our final one here, unless obviously you may have extra ones for us after we talked about, but mm -hmm. uh, this this might be rhetorical, but has filming been problematic for non-US competitors due to the pandemic and also because of international shipping, which I believe that last part might be the biggest enemy of all Gold Squadron <laughs> in general, international shipping. Oh man. 
If it wasn't for international shipping, this show would likely have come out four months ago. Probably. Um, but I, I will tell you, I still am missing a ship for season two. For season, it's a season two ship, but I, there's still one I don't have. And that's because it got, okay. It got marked as here's, here's a little behind the scenes story. If you don't listen to this podcast, you'll never get this anywhere else. Cause it won't appear on the show. This ship got marked by the United States customs as narcotics. Okay. And sent back to the country where the painter was, and they had to go and, like, open it in front of their local customs to show it is just a ship. Okay? <laughs> so, that's fun. Uh, so we're waiting. Plastic, plastic crack is everyone likes to call, <laughs> I think, sometimes. Yes. Yes. Um, I do have a, a question uh, that was really good that I didn't have the answer to from our Twitch chat. Um, Brettness uh, asking the question, um, can we get galleries for ships after the episode airs? Um, where can people find these photos of the ships? So that's one thing that we're trying to figure out the timing in which we want to do it. We don't want to drop it immediately after because we need people to go watch the video. Sure. right? It's like we don't we don't want to we don't want to put up a banner like winner or anything like that. <laughs> the whole point is that we want people to watch the content. So um, I would expect to see a um, post of the season one ships probably when episode three airs. Like I would kind of we'll keep it like a two episode delay there. Um, so that that would be uh, that would be that. Would the gallery drop be on the Gold Squadron Instagram or Facebook or? Both? It would be on Instagram. It okay. would be on Instagram. I mean, it's it's the it's the easiest platform for pictures specifically. So uh, we'd be would be going there. It's something that we're trying to uh, trying to trying to to build up. So you'll be able to see them over on Instagram. And that is that we're not even done with our our previews. There's still some other other things that need to be previewed. But uh, but yeah. That's that's paint wars. Those are some great questions. I know those, those are that I took. I just like copy pasted a bunch of them uh, from our, our our patrons. Thank you guys so much. But uh, but yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun putting it together. A lot of work. I will tell you more more than I can even. How many people are involved in production of an episode? So you have. That's a question then in the in the chat. So. You have my so let's talk about different roles. If you look at the credits, you will see uh, the three painters, of course. You got three painters, you got three judges. Okay, so we're at six, um, and th that's their their job. Now, here's the thing: those three painters are also camera people for themselves, right? So they're they're doing really double duty. How that works? Uh, you, so you got you got six there. You have myself, which I am the director, writer, 
inspiration decision maker i got a lot of titles in that uh you got nick sperry doing uh, a, a majority of the of the editing well he I mean he is he is the editor and then i gave i, I basically tell him what to do and he fixes small, <laughs> small things that i want fixed um and then you had jonah piscani who uh he's i think a better word than production assistant which i think he's listed as, as there is more like people wrangler is really what he was because he was a person he like he would email the painters back and forth collect information for me all of that and then on the backside, you got uh mrs gsp like she's essentially been quality control she's found some very small specific things that need to be changed that nobody else noticed like right before an episode was about to go out um so like th there's ten, 10 people minimum to get to get in a to get an episode and that is that in a perfect world i would have more staff we just financially can't support it right now yeah yeah so that's that's that so after all of that well we're gonna jump into our next topic hopefully you guys found that insightful i i think like the thing is that gold squadron is more than just it's becoming more than just let's play some X-wing, right? It's we're we're evolving. Hopefully, you guys are are enjoying uh, enjoying that. But let's let's jump into what you want, okay? You want us to talk about cards? Let's do it. All right. So I'm gonna pull up my folder of cards. Um, Ryan, as the runner-up of the Lone Star Open, I will let allow you choose a ship you would like to talk about first. Oh. Flip a coin. Let's let's say we can do a little back and forth, so we can start with uh, one chassis from one faction, chassis another faction, back to the original faction. Let's start with the first order bomber. All right, first order bomber. Let's bring it up right here. No oh, wrong button. There we go. First order bomber. The bomber. The bomber. Honestly, um, might be one of the... So besides the Silencer, might be one of the coolest design sequel ships like taken from, like clearly, TIE Bomber, TIE FO Bomber, but it's not just like, here's a TIE Fighter painted differently, or here's a, here's a Y-Wing or an A-Wing slightly slimmer or painted differently. This is actually like a cool redesign of an original trilogy ship transitioned into the new sequel trilogy so bonus points for this one just as a ship design like i know f this is just f it's not ffg specific this is like star wars so mm -hmm. wish it was in the movies yeah yeah it was in the star wars resistance tv show yep uh is where you see that that was the most excited thing I, w I was looking forward to seeing in the second season of Resistance TV show was, I want to see the bomber. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's uh, – we'll go ahead and pull up the the chassis information here. There you go. So for anybody who uh, who didn't catch it, we the uh, Thai SE is the, the, the correct name. I'm not, do, do we know what the SE stands for? Am I missing it? Not that I'm aware of. No, it's kind of okay. like this because the Thai, uh, the Imperial bomber is SA. Mm -hmm. so I don't know. 
advanced versus elite. Oh, maybe, maybe. All right, but uh, the first order bomber. Here we go. We got two attack dice, two agility, four hull, two shields. We got to focus, target lock, roll into red target lock action, red boost action, and then the reload action, which is white, into a red evade. And then we also have pursuit thrusters. What What is that ship ability, Will? Uh, pursuit thrusters gives it... Uh, the ability to, during the system phase, you may perform a boost action. Uh, that should be a white action, um, because that's just how things are in this game, if they're not specified. Uh, so that will be super good. I mean, boost, uh, we talked about before, you can block somebody, boost over them, and then drop a proxy mine, and it's basically right on top of them. Uh, the combinations you can do with like Daredevil and Engine Upgrade then. Uh, this would be a terror uh, for uh, bomb dropping. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. And that uh, that boost is white, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. white. Because yeah. rules. And we, we <laughs> did get a, uh, a sneak preview as to specifically the First Order Cadets uh, upgrade bar as well. Uh, we were able to see that it is the e talent version, so there likely will be one lower initiative generic. It has tech, not much of a surprise there for sequel ship, one torpedo, one missile, so no barrage rockets on this, uh, one gunner, one bomb, so no bomblets or multiple bomb types, and one mod slot. This is one of everything. So load it up how you want. Uh, bombs seem to like I'd be surprised that you know because we we used to see the Thai bomber just carrying barrage rockets and we used to see Captain mm -hmm. Jonas and his buddies with barrage rockets. I don't know if like for how good that chassis ability is for bomb dropping, it's I'll be surprised if we see these without bombs in general. Will, what's your what too good what what what's your thought on the dial, guys? Uh, limited blues um, has a lot of all the other maneuvers. So I mean, it has everything that any of the other like. Uh, I, I'm, we just keep comparing this back to the regular Imperial Tie Bomber. Like it has everything the regular Tie Bomber has, in, but now it just trades uh, the K turn, the 5K for sloops, which is arguably mm -hmm. better in my opinion. Um, so I would say fantastic. Uh, I'm not sure about the Red Hard One. How often that would get used? I think that would be like emergency. Gotta have to do it, or else you're gonna hit a rock or something, or your own yeah. bomb or something like that. Yeah, I see it being used just the same amount of time the current TSFs use their hard ones. Very low. Sure. Um, I'm, but this chassis does have access to pattern analyzer, though, so could see uh -huh. uh, more access mm -hmm. to uh, some sloops and taking locks, utilizing that torpedo slot a little bit more. Uh, so that cheeky hard one pattern analyzer could be uh, very interesting. One one of the things uh, I know some people are like, oh man, I'm gonna miss the 5K. You still have it. You got the system phase boost plus yeah. a, plus a three sloop. That's five because you got the 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 template plus and probably a little bit longer. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you're wiggling. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely more than a five, and obviously with the system phase boost and either sloop direction. You have a lot of options, and you mm -hmm. gotta be you gotta be right about that though. Like we said, there the the blues are just one straight, two straight, three straight. So if you're gonna sloop with this ship, 
you better have a plan to know what you're doing the turn after and mm -hmm. be able to take care of the stress. So you can get to where you want to turn around really well. Just make sure you choose correctly. Yep. Yeah, I feel like, uh, oh man, I just keep going back to that system because it's, it's not like before or after you drop a bomb or anything like that. It's just system phase you can boost, right? There's no limitation. I know I just read it, but like, I'm not missing anything on that, right? Nope, do whatever you, order you want. You want to boost and then drop, or you want to drop and then boost? Your choice. So I I feel like this is going to, these have the potential to fly a lot like strikers or even reapers, where like they're just always boosting every round. Like if you want to be fast, you can be fast in these ships. Yep, but to clarify, it is an action, so you can fail the boost, whereas the strikers and reapers, those are maneuvers where you could bump right. and take That's advantage true. of that in other manners too yep so we have uh just for for reading sake and a lot of people have been like man that's but there's not enough blue maneuvers yeah you still you got the one two and three straight but i mean the imperial bomber doesn't have any turns that are uh that are blue either and basically this dial to me i compare it more directly to the y-wing as i feel like they were kind of trying to be in in that fairness at least with the dial itself i think the action bar is better and with the sloops but that's uh that's a whole nother yeah, thing that, that that text slot and we talked about before pattern analyzer can be a big deal granted it's a five this... point upgrade to use but if you could sloop and still target lock to shoot a munition that's, that's a big deal is this the first first order gunner slot we've seen no uh the sfs obviously have a gunner yeah. that's yes. right uh but there's no like unique first order gunners that we know of already right just the special forces nope. gunner is all i can yeah, see just, here just special forces i think okay interesting oh you know what though prime this like kylo rem in the chat i think calls out what might be the one of the first things to if you want to keep this thing maneuverable prime thrusters Oof, yeah Prime Thrusters on there. If you're not familiar, the Prime Thruster says that if you have up to three stress tokens, you can still up to two stress tokens. Uh, you can still execute uh, boost and barrel rolls. So if you have Prime Thrusters on there, you say, I can still boost. And now that one straight can go in multiple directions or two straight or three straight. Yeah. And then Catherine in the chat also points out the combination of Pattern Analyzer and Proud Tradition. So focus mm -hmm. lock. Yeah. Yeah, boost, sloop, focus lock. Like this these things are gonna be able to hit hard. I am the red line now. Right. <laughs> yeah, basically. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So that's that's the dial there and the um the upgrade bar. Now one thing that I, I had been speculating on is, you know, they were so specific about the first order cadet. We do expect, of course, like the elite talent to to fall off and on depending on the pilot but we might see some different configurations right like that's something that could end up end up being there they've been playing with that a little bit but we have yet to see it we will uh we'll find out yeah i'm i am terrified that it only has one bomb slot for a ship that is all about dropping bombs you're gonna run out of those quick mm. uh, so might, might have been a balance thing with the system phase boost, but at the same time, it's it's a different yeah. way of doing what the Imperial Bomber does because it can fan out there's more, but it's all backwards and it, you can't move that forward. Now with this ship, you could do that boost forward and bring those bombs closer to the enemy ships. That's true. 
All right. Well, let, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's take a look at one of the named pilots we got here. Go ahead, take a look, Ryan. We got Grudge, the hateful Harrier. While a friendly bomb or mine at range zero to two detonates, each time attack dice are rolled to resolve its effect, you may re-roll up to one of those dice. Roll dice. Reroll, more likely to have an actual positive effect for you doing damage to your opponent. So, you know what's good right now? We, we see it all the time. Thermal detonators, that's going to give more value from Grudge. Um, proximity mines, rerolling one of those dice is going to be pretty good. Uh, bomblets, but not a second bomb slot. Can't take that. Am I missing another bomb that can that rolls dice besides thermals and proxies that this ship can take uh the most important one oh, electro proton bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait grudge has to be in the electro proton bomb right uh, yes friendly or to be able to bomber mine it. yeah <laughs> hey but he you know he less likely a result for himself i guess that's uh, so what i was gonna say yeah he can reroll those crits don't take the weapons disabled Ah, uh, cluster mines. Chat mentioned that as well. That's true. Cluster mines, proximity mines. Yep. Interesting. 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 Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I'm. I will say. I look at this one and I. I kind of go. Eh. Like it seems like an okay ability. Being able to re-roll those. Um, especially it's at initiative two right now i'm curious to see what they're going to do with the higher initiatives because the higher initiative bombers generally don't get used because they're they seem inefficient so we'll see what uh what has been learned from the design uh, there and of course they're not just going to go make another captain jonas who is uh usually pretty good all right well let's uh let's take a quick jump here back to the resistance we uh, are back to the resistance to the resistance we also got some sweet Y-Wing models that uh, that got revealed. We got a two-pack coming. Whoops, I uh, accidentally switched screens there. Um, we got a two-pack coming, and there's a, a few different named pilots I'd like to get your guys' takes on. And we're going to start with the two that we uh, covered on Wednesday and then the new one that got uh, published uh, this week. So take a look at that. Will Tezza Naz. Tezza Naz, old soldier. Uh, initiative four here, all the standard um, actions there, and stats for the Y-Wing, or these Y-Wings, to be particular. Uh, anyways, has the ability, uh, while a friendly ship at range zero to two performs an attack, if the defender of the friendly ship, or excuse me, if the defender has a has a ship friendly to the attacker in each of its side arcs, the attacker may reroll one attack dice. So I'm not really, really good about reading, but that, this one's tripping everybody up, uh, including me. So your friendly ship uh, is attacking around Tessa, range zero to two. Okay. A resistance ship friendly to her. Then if the defender will say a first order ship, then would have... Uh, two ships on either sides of its, its arcs, then the attacker would get a reroll. So that could be just Tessa and a... Wait, are you friendly with yourself? 
You are. Yes, because it okay, doesn't that's, say other friendly. So that's yeah, because it doesn't was... can trigger the ability is one of the two. Right, but you could also be can the attacker then as well. Does it work with just Tezza and the attacking friendly? Or another attacking friendly? Let me internally read this again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is, this is why I really want to break this down with, like, we need a little, Dion, draw us a little visual here. I, I did. I'm actually, I'm actually grabbing the one that I made okay. on Wednesday. Okay. Fantastic. I was going to say, because we can keyword it. As while, a ship. A, while a friendly, so friendly, you or friend. Mm -hmm. And zero to two. So that is you as well, the attacker. Or you as in Teza in Teza. this performs an attack. If the defender has a ship friendly to the attacker, so friend of Teza, or friend basically your squad. In each of its side arcs, attacking the real one attack dice. So Teza so you just requires just... the friend to be at zero mm -hmm. to two to get the reroll. And then just the attacker or the defender of that friend that's getting the reroll has two of your friendly ships in the side arc, whether it is Teza or two other ships combined, or Teza and ship. You get a reroll. So you're wondering if the other person besides Teza is attacking, do they get the reroll because it's Teza and the other and themselves, right? Mm hmm. So, it, uh -oh. and it sounds like, yes, Kath, I think I can follow Catherine's logic there that, uh, it can just be Tessa and the attacker being those two ships on yeah, left and right of the ship. If the defender has a ship friendly to the attacker in each of its sides. So it doesn't say other friendly, it's just friendly. Mm -hmm. So it theoretically can still be the attacker itself outside of Tessa. Yeah, that's so strangely written. But like, I, if you break it down, like you almost have to go word for word with it. But uh it, that makes sense. I mean, we've we've seen a lot of uh, Lazen. What's her name? Name? The, the oh, late and dry, late and dry. Late. Dry? No. The, um, the, the, the brute. The brute. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lighten. yeah. The brute. Lighten. Lighten. That's what it is. Lighten. Uh, when it first came out, people were trying it, and it wasn't that hard to be in people's side arcs. Yeah. I like this drawing here, Dion. So you got Teza. What's mm -hmm. the R stand for? Friendly? Uh, I don't remember what the R was for, but it was it was a friendly ship, uh, okay. friendly friendly to here. What, what I was pointing out is the and the friendly ship doesn't need to be zero to two of the enemy, like they can be end up being at range three, as long as Teza is in that range zero to two. To mm -hmm. the enemy. Zero, zero to two of Teza. Well, yeah. Yeah, like there, there's there's a couple of different situations. You can do it with just two ships. Is this possible with two ships? I had also drawn. I uh, was looking for it. I couldn't couldn't quite find this a long video, but uh, I had also drawn a situation where it could be three ships. Where you have. Let me see if I can. Quickly. I mean, it could be in theory just one ship. As right there, well. there, there it is. Right there, there's a, there's a three ship situation. Boom. Oh, R is for resistance. That's what resistance, R is for. Resistance. Yeah, so en enemy here in the side arc. Tezza at range Tezza's zero to two. behind here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in this situation. So so would it work? Let's go back to the card now and see what. Uh, would it work with just a single large base ship? 
So if they were so close to this, the single large base ship, ship was in both arcs. Yeah. Does this does the wording require the friendly ships to be two different ships? No. Just as if the defender has a friendly ship to the attacker, in, well, in each of its side arcs. So as long as there's a friendly ship, it only it's only requiring each of its own side arcs. So if you're somehow that close. Maybe you can be forced to bump on a big ship that's yours. Yes, one ship could do it. I think. Yeah, like a resistance uh, uh, star fortress just smashes in like head on to another ship. It should or be in both of its side arcs. More realistically, a, a, a resistance falcon probably named Ray. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Ray coming in real close to you. Yeah, she, like she ended up being the one that bumped into the enemy ship. Right. Oh, okay, sure. And, you know, someone's causing block, but now the entire ship, both arcs, and you're like, all right. Yeah, the whole li- the whole rest of the list, as long as the range two of Tesla now gets rerolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That, like I said, it it's like the Lazen, or La- Latson? Oh, my gosh. L- like Layandre. Layandre. Thank you. Uh, it's like Layandre, where we're having, we're, I think everyone was having a hard time visualizing it until we saw it in games and we're like oh it's just triggering all the time just yeah, all the time I, I think it's easier than people think but it's still a lot of things to work around for a single reroll where a lot of resistance has a very a lot of resistance ships that are good right now are very self-contained in their mm-hmm. ability to get double mods yeah but Agreed. you could get like a flanking a-wing to get onto the other side of a ship oh, yeah. while sure. like I mean, the rest hey, of everybody lost, will you... joust if they don't have advanced optics, the reroll's pretty good. That's right. Alright. Alright. Are we am I hearing Marce Marcel? I can hear him, but it's it's like he's really far away. <laughs> Sorry. We got a, 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 a Marcel Manzano comes out of nowhere. Hold on, I gotta add you to the scene. Marcel <laughs> Oh, now there, there, we can. There, there, there. All right, hold on. The people heard none of that. <laughs> <laughs> they just hear us going, hey. All right, Marcel, go ahead. Give me a check one, two. Check one, two. There there you go. Hi, Marcel. Hey, is this is this good? There you go. You turned your yeah. light on. Oh, my light, yeah. Look at that new <laughs> view. <laughs> it's not as colorful as the old one, but it's more, more quiet and comfortable. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Well, uh, today we're also joined by Marcel. I was packing Manzano. I was packing them guns. Hey. (laughs) All right. Well, Marcel, we're about to look at uh, Shea Cesaro uh, here in a second. Uh, Will, uh, sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Break that down. The artistic ace. After you defend, you may choose a friendly ship in your rear arc, rear half, at range 0 to 2, and one of your green tokens. If you do, that ship gains a matching token. Um, I3, a lot of other good stuff and resistance at I3, specifically Jess and Rose. Um, this, ver- this ship very much is sort of the, the lead, the point of a list sort of formation or close or loose formation style movement um correct me if i'm wrong but 
even if you have a friendly ship that is in the back arc but is still partially in the front, it's kind of like the reinforce rules where it needs to be completely in the back half, correct? Nope. No. Nope. Flanking is 100% fine yeah, in this situation. You just happen to be in... You just have to be yeah. in the back arc, which means you could be almost like next to them. Or you, you could be, in theory, then, right next to the ship and yeah. still be in its rear half. Okay. I just wanted to so make there, sure. That, I know other, other things that's like... That's huge, think, by the way. That's a huge amount of space that this covers. Because I know Graz the Hunter and stuff and uh, abilities like Rack have mentioned specifically the, the half and requiring one half or the other. Um, I... Oh, let me let me read Although, Rex, so Graz, Graz's example while you defend if you are behind the attacker right Zalsing specifically right. behind so which you, I it, which I don't you, think is flanking yeah like you, you you can't be behind a ship if you're also in the front so that so would he, be the whole thing but Graz does say if the defender's in your front or back half matching the reinforced token so like while Rear Admiral's reinforced token won't work, his ability still would if they're flanking. Okay, just wanted to mm -hmm. clarify that. So, Shaz is even better in that regard as well. It's, it's pretty, go, hard, pretty hard to disallow that, so it should have no issue in most cases to uh, get that whole back gap. And it, that matching token, I mean, focus, calculate, as we see a lot of these, uh, the, the base ship chassis ability, uh, will feature calculate. Some people have theorized uh, throwing angle deflectors on this ship. Um, yeah, it's always a give and take whether or not that's going to be worth it. Um, I think the calculate or the focus should be sufficient in most cases on this ship. Uh, obviously, as we always know, points dependent if that angle deflectors. Maybe if Sasha's cheap enough. Provide some reinforce well, you, around your list. I mean, you could, you could holdo and sling calculates to Shazo and then throw them back as well for some real mm -hmm. uh, make the rebels uh, focus volleyball uh, style of uh, list. And there is an eventual astromech upgrade specific to resistance that can help sling some calculates as well. So I, I think Saja could definitely have a really good place in resistance list that already feature prop predominant other I3 pieces like Jess and Rose or just any of those efficient chassis that wouldn't mind a little bit of extra tokens lying around. Nimi would really like Saja as well, mm -hmm. um, making sure that you know if you had to spend a focus defensively or uh, it got taken away from you from FTC or jamming, Sasha can just, hey, would you like a calc or a focus? I'll pass it back your way. Well, let's let's go ahead. Let's take a second. And uh, when we didn't qu quite break down the chassis, but we have two attack die, one agility, four hull, three shield, focus action. And then we have red lock, red barrel roll, and red boost. Also, the ship does have a ship ability as well. Intuitive interface. What does that say there, Marcel? So that's after you perform an action, add it to your action bar by a uh, pilot talent, a illicit, or a mod upgrade. You may perform a calculate action, and uh, looks like a white calculate action. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, so. I guess I don't. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? You think it's good? I, I haven't seen the special sauce yet. What? Well, what they, card they are you doing? They really said that it has two different mods, right? So you can add things like uh, like the barrel roll, like the expert handling or the engine upgrade. So now you've got um, a white barrel roll to calculate, a white boost to calculate. You can add targeting computer, so that means you can target lock, white target lock to calculate. So there's um. I mean, there's a whole lot of things you can do without being stressed. So again, uh, I think target the target lock and engine upgrade is, is are all really good. But especially um, on a ship like this one, that you want to get, you know, you want to draw aggro. Mm -hmm. If you can throw target targeting computer on this, and then you, um, you know, you're basically saying if you shoot me, I'm gonna get a target lock and a calculate. But if, and if you try to take me off the board, at least one of my other friendlies are gonna get um an extra mod so I, I i think it's one of the most powerful ship abilities that there are um because most other second action abilities don't don't leave you unstressed this is one of the only ones that allows you to take two actions without or two uh, yeah actually two actions without ending up stressed so it's so super good yeah, no, at first when I saw all the red on there, I was, I was like, oof. But I, I kind of think it's a little bit themey, right? They're looking at the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The customizability of the Y-Wings and adding in those things, like you said, targeting computer, engine upgrade, and expert handling. That will make it so that you can customize your Y-Wing like you need and get those double actions. So one interesting tidbit, too. Uh First, a clarification, people who may have been uh, confusing, even though turrets do add a rotate action, turret upgrade is not one of the ones that you can get from the intuitive interface. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people think, oh, I can rotate and calculate. Nope. It False. requires a, a talent, illicit, and mod. And speaking of which, there is no current illicit that gives a upgrade bar, a, 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 a action to your, up, to your action bar right now. Spoilers. So, Cloaking device. Cloaking device does not give you a cloaking action on the action oh. bar. Or did you just make Oh, because it says action cloak, doesn't it? Correct. Mm. It has to be. The intuitive interface specifically says actions added to your action. Yeah, bar. let me let me go ahead and pull up a card here for our studio audience so they can see the the difference there. Um, when it adds it to the action bar, you actually get the little um, the little like square box. That's that shows the action. Um, that doesn't that doesn't show it the way. Uh, let's go targeting. But basically, that also means that there is likely, either now, or in the future, going to be an illicit that has an action on it that gives it to your action bar. Here, here, here we go. So it's when when you have this added piece right here this added little uh pentagon sidebar. sidebar that adds it to the action bar if you have something that says action on it like uh like so here we go afterburners for instance says perform a boost action like this wouldn't count Correct. as that yep so cloaking device a lot of people think about that but it does not add it to your action bar so um 
future stuff available to anything that has an illicit slot, which begrudgingly, as per a recent uh, run-ins with Protector Gleb, only gives me concerns to the entire scum faction once again. <laughs> and some people in the chat pointing out uh, angle deflectors. Yes, angle deflectors, you would be able to reinforce calculate. Yes, you would have. I think our debate is asking whether or not that's good or not. And that's that's. I mean, uh, it, if if it's going to be good on somebody, it's going to be on Shasha here. True that. True yep. that. Pass passing those back. Is there anybody that can hold tokens in resistance? I don't think so, right? Um, Saja is an I three, so automated targeting priority. Mm, so you can before okay. you. Would, so if there's things that are lower initiative than than Saja. So she could, when she engages, give herself another calculate, and then when stuff shoots at her, she could then, you know, defend and pass anything back that's still there. Obviously, she shot already. She might have used some of the stuff offensively, but the only thing that really holds uh, is ATP, I think. Now, there, there's something a little sneaky in here, okay? So we're going to take a second and pull up that Y-Wing dial, okay? So the Y-Wing dial has what, um, you know, the, the upgrade bar that we would expect to see on on the Y-Wings. You got the Elite Pilot Talent. We got Tech, Turret, Astromech, single device slot, double modifications, and then the configuration, which we'll hit the dial in a second. But you'll notice in that ship chassis, they talk about illicit slots. That's for Zori Bliss, correct? Like, the, the character is a scum character who eventually ends up coming to the resistance side. I would expect to see the scum part of that ability flexed when we get to Zori Bliss, and I would expect her to swap one of those mod slots for an illicit slot could be that or any of the named y-wings like i don't i haven't looked up which of them were directly from the resistance and maybe which of them were contract you know rise of skywalker at the end everyone showed up to defeat the final order so who knows? Mm -hmm. i would agree definitely zori bliss should have this slot yep yep and some people say maybe they're future proofing i'm like but but why <laughs> I, I, that doesn't right. make like that. That sounds nice. It's yeah, exactly. They got they got a plan for what they yeah. got. But uh, let's go ahead. We did get a new Y wing pilot revealed this week. We had uh, Lega Fossang. Lega Fossang. What do we got here, Marcel? So we got a initiative three. Uh, while you perform a primary or a turret attack you may re-roll one attack die for each friendly device or calculating friendly ship in the attack arc um it, it's it's uh, pretty good it's not quite broadside but it's still it's still pretty good i mean the re-rolls are nice um with the ships being able to mo uh, most of the other y-wings probably have a calculate on them and with it being for each one, that means you can most likely reroll both as if you're in the scrum of things. Um, it also doesn't say for each friendly. You, wait, let me read this. You may reroll one attack die for each friendly device or calculate on the attack arc. So you yourself won't count because you're not in your own attack arc. Right. Um, hmm. Now, 
That this this will be good. I think it'll be in general be okay, but it'll be okay in the not quite broadside level of okay. It'll just be if the if it if it if, it's, if it costs okay and you you're spamming a couple other Y wings, it'll make sense. If you're not flying other calculating ships, I don't think you're gonna have a lot of devices floating around mm -hmm. you know without without popping i mean goji no goji is uh republic right yep yep so, i mean um, I, I would say one of the most popular ships right now flies around with a calculate uh for resistance rose tico <laughs> yeah rose tico she always has three, a calculate. Yeah. also has a calculate can wait for lego to attack first so and then you shoot rose are they basically just giving each other rerolls Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you I get mean, a reroll. I get a reroll. Oh, hey. I mean, they're just like. Just like I would I like mean, a reroll too. It, it turns out <laughs> in between Saja and Lega, they're leading into the I3 efficiency between Jess yeah. and Rose as Jess, well on top. Of Rose and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I hadn't thought about Rose with C3PO, but yeah, you're, you're, you're completely right. Um, hey, Ryan, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's your faction. Your your toys. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited to to have playable Y wings. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, we we kind of we, 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 we kind of talked about it a little bit ago. I, I I know Will you like Dutch? I, eh, uh, for me, but I like Dutch uh, giving out target Bronson, locks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get those so tracer about... missiles on error, so I don't know. But um, broadside's cool, but I. The this chassis ability is the best Y wing chassis ability. Now, granted, you can only compare it to the Republic one because the Rebel one doesn't have a chassis ability, but this is a really good chassis ability. But it's a weird dynamic of requiring the ship itself has a lower hit point value than any of the other Y wings to start, so it is potentially cheaper in that regard. But it has the best chassis ability for its actual efficiency in attacking or just having more access to tokens. But you well, do have to invest in that to get that ability to be turned on by spending the points for expert handling, engine upgrade, targeting computer, or an unknown illicit. Well, well, let, let's go ahead and let's let's go and let's add some more health on that Y wing by taking a look at the wartime loadout. Adds two shields, adds a white target lock action and a white reload action. Okay, these matter because it does end up triggering with that. Um, that it's a it's a you keep, you keep right? reading wartime loadout. Yeah, don't stop. Oh, oh, it changes. I forgot it changes the the ship ability. Lies, lies of the Jedi. Uh, well, anyway, you get a white target lock and a white reload. Uh, gain one torpedo and one missile slot. Replace your ship ability with the following. Sad F's in the chat. Uh, devastating barrage. While you perform a torpedo or missile attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, your crit results cannot be canceled by evade results. I'm the auto blaster now. And uh, by the way, this is standardized, which means all your Y wings must have it on. Let's get hot takes real quick. Is this. Are, are you taking this initially? I know we don't know the points, but but what what is, what does your heart say, Will? Uh, I mean, I I would have had to be planning to bring a tor torpedo or missile already. Marcel, 
unmuted the wrong <laughs> thing. Um, I, I, I would. Uh, I would in certain situations. Um, if I was carrying a Y-Wing, for example, just as by itself and not standardized across the board, then yes, because now you've got nine hull. And if you got something just like, um, let's say you're just carrying a threat tracer carrier, now that threat threat tracer becomes a automatic in the bullseye. Um, I think that that would or automatic if you get a critical in the in the bullseye. So may, maybe situationally, I, I I like the extra hull. I mean the extra shields. Nine nine is better than seven. So maybe. Ryan? Yeah, I, I think the base chat, at, on face value, and obviously not even knowing the points cost of anything yet, I like the base chassis ability of the intuitive interface much more than the devastating barrage. Uh, it is powerful to have uncancelable results for sure, but it requires your Y-Wing to get bullseye where you don't have any um, action that allows you to do a reposition plus gain a token of some type. You do become the healthiest Y-Wings out there with 9 health, but um, you may be fighting in a war, but we're not taking the wartime loadout, I think. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm in that same boat. I think... Uh, you see that missile behind that Y-Wing? I think that's what you're going to end up having. And if you if you bring this, spending the points on this plus the missiles, I mean maybe who maybe it's maybe it's free. I doubt it. But uh, I I don't think it's it's good. Uh, not the, free free for two shields. So you got you got sure, a serious I, argument there now. Li listen, listen. I I'm just this. It it have to be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm just not. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling. It. I like. I like that token better. But I wanted to make sure that we brought that up. Um, let's see. Did we take a look? We took a look at that. There you go. Oh, I wanted to also take a look at the new, um, new upgrades that they showed us. This one we did talk about on Wednesday. We got the watchful astromech. There's the watchful astromech. What do we got there, Will? Watchful astromech. As a note, not restricted at all just astromech here uh, while you perform a reload or rotate action if you are in the in an enemy's firing arc you may perform a red reload or sorry red reload, red calculate action uh, so all of the the original y-wing uh, does not have a reload as a note. You had to have the wartime to get reload. Had to equip the turret if you're bringing uh, the, the rotate action. Um, then there's not very many other ships other than Y-Wings that can take this. Uh, T-70s with underslung, I guess. Um, Dengar, punishing one. Dengar does have a red... Rotate action, so I don't know if you. Oh no, no, you're right. The ro the rotate is red. Never mind. <laughs> don't do that. Never uh, mind. No, don't no. do that. It's, it's it's white, right? Because it links to other stuff that's red. Is it rotate? No, it's, to... it's red into. Oh, it's, it's, it's focus it's, it's token into red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There so, it yeah. is. Yeah, Got very it. funny. Never mind. Uh, I think the only other one is a Kimojila with a, who has an astromech and a reload. Hmm. Yep. Very obscure situations, mostly for Y-Wings, um, who don't have the best 
uh, blue maneuvers to clear that um, the red calculate action. I mean, would, also... you, would you still put it on a ship even though the Republic Y-Wing only has one and two straight blues? Broadside, if he needs to turn that turret. Yeah, I do like it on broadside, actually. That's not the that's not the worst thing I've ever heard on him. And people like... Uh... Broadside, by the way, is the Republic Y-Wing when firing, you can add a focus result. So essentially what you're doing is you're adding a hit. So with your turret out your side. Right, yeah, out the sides. I think you turn a blank to an eyeball, but... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. takes at that point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think this could be very interesting. If if this is very specific to your loadout, though, too. Um, uh, but uh, what was the? What was it? It wasn't Shaza, was it? Yeah, Shaza. Shaza's gonna like it because it gets you a green token. Maybe broadside. I'm not sure who uh, else would like this, Horton? other than like. Horton and Rebels might not be bad. I mean, Horton's got rerolls, so if you always make sure he has oh. a token. Um, uh, matchstick would be along the same lines then, too. Red or, uh, A red token on him would give him a reroll and a calculate for rotating. Yeah, that's a really good mm -hmm. call, That's too. true. Yeah. Allow you to rotate and just get a red token. Says, I got a reroll and I got a calculate now. Okay. Hmm. We, don't, we just don't normally see these guys reload, but... Uh, um, it could let be us interesting. Know, let us know in the chat how many points you think this is going to cost. Write, write a number. I'm curious to see see our audience's perspective here um, as as we continue because <laughs> we got we got some more we got some more mechs. Another mech to look at here. We have a resistance only mech. All right, let's let's go ahead. Right there, we have L4E. R5, resistance only, must have the rotate action. Um, it says, at the start of the engagement phase, you may transfer one calculate token to a friendly ship in your firing arc. And it gives you the white rotate into white calculate. All right, Jill, oh, this is unique. Combo? You ready this for is combo? unique. Give me the combo wombo, baby. All right, so we talked about two named Y-Wings before that love passing around tokens and one that needs them in the fire arc. So you have Lega equipped with L4E-R5. Take the calculate action or whatever combination, lock, calc, rotate, calc, whatever you want to do, right? You got a calc. Start of engagement. You toss that token over to Saja, right? Because Saja's going to get another token now. And then that token's going to come right back after she defends. Because be matching token, but she'll have another one. I assume she gets shot. True, if they shoot Sasha. So your opponent definitely does have some agency to not shoot Sasha. But that is a out of the box combination. All new cards. Have fun. All right. So there's there's a little bit of debate in the chat right now. Uh, nobody's gonna say all those letters for this droid if it gets popular. But we'll call it either L four. Or we come up with some ridiculous name. I see the word layers. I see lore. Layer. 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 Yeah, layers. Layer. Yeah. Um, so we just call them Photoshop. Right? We just. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Is that All a right. stretch? No, you know what? It's, you know, I would stick with layers because with layers, you stack them. You stack and them calculates on a friend. That's right. I like layers for sure. 
I just had to throw like somebody mentioned it in the chat. I I had to had to deliver that one. All right, one more card I want to take a look at here. That's going to be in that Y wing pack. And that is the look at that art. That art looks familiar. Overtuned modulators. What what does this do, Will? All right, I'm very excited about this. Uh, Overtuned modulators. It has a single charge and says it is an illicit slot as well. During the system phase, if you are not stressed, you may gain one, or excuse me, you may spend one charge to gain three calculate tokens. Spend the charge, get three tokens in the system phase. Then uh, during the in phase, if your charge is inactive for each green token you remove, gain one strain token there's a lot to unpack on this one Ooh, first baby. off maybe what i think there's a lot to unpack so first off i, I, I think so too i got i got roasted for this so bad like, <laughs> that it's terrible yeah the uh the main thing to take away is that uh there's no restrictions just elicit but as a note um it will check the in phase every single round uh, and if you have a focus token, the other four green tokens uh, that aren't spent, especially reinforced, that's very hard to spend, um, you will always get your strain token. Um, so it will be, so if you're thinking like, oh yeah, you just pop the three calculates right before the first engagement, let's roll. Uh, you're gonna have to deal with that negative consequence uh for every single round but uh -huh. on the flip side though you can just be taking target locks you know just don't take any green tokens this this is I like true how in most cases me and marcel are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum so marcel if i'm correct i heard you said you you don't like this card at all well no not i don't like it depending mm -hmm. on the point cost because at 1.2 points I think it could be really good because it could be a lifesaver. If you're jumping in into a, okay, I'm going to get shot four or five times this turn. Or if you're jumping in and saying, like, this is my alpha strike. I need to get something off the board. I need to, you know, system phase, get a bunch of stuff, target lock, um, kind of throw everything out. Or just keep it in the back pocket till the last two or three turns. Those scenarios are all really good. Um, but there comes a point where that limited one-time use is no longer good. Mm, so again, yeah, if one only, or two if points, only there is only one-time use. Well, I know you get cutthroat, but cutthroat and uh, Jabba. But even even that's with a big tax, though. Jabba, that's a that is a big tax. And, yeah. Cutthroat uh, is not a tax at all, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about no, Jabba. No, it, I was making it, a Jabba reference. He's a big boy. No, not at all. It, it's, it's still, <laughs> very i mean I, I guess you could say that with everything that it's point dependent but my my view one or two points one point easy it's a steal two points usable once you start getting at three points or above i would not take it unless uh there might be something with java i didn't think about that like with java um throwing on java and just basically have three calculates uh six like what is that four turns because you get you get uh, four, four java charges, charges. so yeah. you get you get three calculates four points yeah that that i'll give you that one so <laughs> with Javi, java makes it not garbage um 
but it, but it's still the points because Java is what six points right now. Six um, points, yeah. Double crew, great. so yeah, Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, Start at eight. Six. Think drop to six at some point. Yeah, I, I, I had, I was thinking cutthroat because cutthroat, there's, there's like a lot of things that has to happen, but uh, with Java, yeah, that, that's actually pretty nasty. So, uh, I'll eat crow on that one. I'll accept the roasting that I got. Well, no, you, you, you said like depending on the points cost, obviously it always matters, and I think at those one or two points, it's definitely going to be a competitive piece. And I think a lot of times it's going to be more so important. It's kind of like contraband cybernetics, where you're going to use it on the turns for the turnaround because it, in the system phase, only checks to see if you're stressed. So if you want to do those K turns, those talents, those sloops, any red maneuver, you're getting three calculates. And also, so the downside obviously looks pretty bad and has the case where a lot of times you may have turns where you have a green token left over that you never got a chance to use because you never rolled a focus or you never had to use the evade because they didn't end up turning at that ship. But most of the time that is normally one token and one strain can be mitigated by a blue maneuver. It's gone already. Don't have to worry about it. Now, Obviously, there are more ships that can take advantage of blue maneuvers that can keep doing blue maneuvers. Fire spray. Um, <laughs> already very prevalent in the meta in all aspects in both in uh, specifically separatists that can utilize uh, Zam, Django, and take this illicit. Granted, false transponder codes, I think, is still likely going to be a better buy in most situations, but uh, this uh, current... New, this new car definitely can be priced to be competitive for sure. And there's things that you can mitigate about it, whether it is things like Cutthroat or Jabba. Um, look at the time. It didn't take that long for me to be concerned about some scum combination in a pack that doesn't have any scum ships in it. <laughs> but I, it's a we'll see. There's, there's clear downsides. There's a clear upside. There's going to be clear timings where people will be able to take advantage of this better than other players based upon their decision making of when to use it. Agreed, agreed. I just have a question. When is um, Java's trigger? Before the end, or at the start of the end phase, I believe, off the top of my head, because it's oh, before good. triggers, um, before anything else triggers in the end phase, I would assume. Let's read. During the end phase, so you could do it whenever. Yeah, so you basically just recharge this. If you still have tokens, you recharge this before it matters. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter what right. order. You can recharge it before yeah. it checks for inactive charge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, have, you definitely have that control over it. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think with the scum, the, this at least it's in there for Zori. We're going to get some, some type of, you know, she's going to have a, an illicit slot. But, yeah, it, it's not limited to resistance in any way. And uh, so this is going to be open up. Anybody can use that illicit. We'll, uh, we'll have we will be waiting there with open arms ready to be used. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's jump to the Thai whisper here. And uh, I, I would love to hear you guys thoughts on this. I kind of parsed this one out all on my own. Uh, and I'd, I'd love to get your guys take on it. We'll start with the 709th Legion ace picture because that gives us a great uh Great pick on just, you know, the, the base stats here. Now, before we go, we got to bring it up. I'm sorry. We have to. Okay. 
You can't stop me. Where's my where's my image of just the silencer or sorry, just the tie whisper. There it is. Okay, so um, if you haven't heard by now, uh, there's been a bit of an oopsie on the production of uh, of this tie whisper. Okay, it is missing the what I'm gonna call the X that goes on the center of the uh, the the edges of the ship. So the thing that marks out the four different quadrants of arc, front arc, left arc, right arc, and back arc that are used to check many different abilities are not here in any of the pictures that we've seen of the TIE Whisper. We don't, it, it could be something as simple as they forgot to, you know, turn on a layer i will say you know if we're looking at historically ffg did make a mistake like this before but it wasn't as big of a deal because it was on an epic ship and essentially they just changed the rules so that it didn't matter <laughs> all right so um you know it's 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 a different different beast altogether but it's missing again it's missing the arcs even though this is a bullseye only ship but for for the weapon or turret you still needed it for the turret indicators for instance so this is uh somebody made an oopsie along the way i we got to point it out we got to call them out on it we'll see what uh what what ends up happening i know i've seen some suggestions out there like oh just get a marker and mark it listen that's not gonna fly in competitive x-wing it's not gonna pull it's not gonna fly who um, remembers the first oopsie of second edition the first oopsie the torrent there it is the torrent that had the two bank maneuvers instead of the bank in the turn on one mm -hmm. of the left or right i forget which one yeah so they had to send with the packaging the extra reprint of it so we'll have to see how yeah, early that, they, they got lucky this. with that one too because that came in a huge box that they could just throw some more cardboard in yeah yep. well the nice same thing this is a squad pack oh that's so true yeah we, we, we do have a lot of space but also if not caught early enough that is a big pack to have to worry about uh reimbursing in some capacity in terms of you know getting those cardboard in there that that whole cardboard spread and how many of those ships whereas the dial was just a circle mm. do you think that this could be the reason why it didn't come out with the resistance pack we most recently had gotten maybe the, with the fury of the uh, yeah the fury of the first order with uh what was it called heralds of Her hope heralds, heralds of, of hope, hope. yes have been almost a year ago I mean, maybe. Really? Was it that long? Yeah, Heralds wow. of Hope was towards the What was the last of, wave that came out? Uh, the original trilogy squad packs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, and That's then right. That's that right. was Ada 2, V-Wing, Tri-Fighter, Separatist, Fire Spray. Tri-Fighter, right. And before that, HMP, Lat, Zai, a.k.a. the No Turnaround Wave. Right. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I know there, there's definitely possible solutions and reasons. We don't know anything there. And I think I think the resolution of this issue will be very telling for the future of AMG. Because what we haven't seen yet, um, in my opinion, from, from AMG is, like, they've been releasing this stuff. This has been worked on by FFG, and they're just kind of the, the, the deliverers of the stuff right now. Um, I think it will tell us a lot about how the company's looking at X-Wing. And, of course, it might not even be their call. It might just be Asmode's call where they say tough 
or something like that, use another base? I hope not. I would hope that I think public. Uh, re- I know. Yeah. I see Marcel shaking his head, but Mar- Marcel. Well, 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 well it, I'll tell you this: if they say tough, use another base. I know there will be a lot of Etsy and oh yeah, a <laughs> oh, lot yeah. of oh they yeah. They want to open up that there's, secondary there's, market. Yeah, there, there's 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 always people willing to make make a buck, and it'll be a well well worth buck if they don't do it. So. Now I will I will say on the the picture that you have zoomed in, that mm-hmm. base looks very much like zoom in like look at the gap between uh, the plastic and the cardboard. None of my cardboard does that, so we can just hope that these are just photos of prototype ones. No, they are not actually. Um, just just to be fair, I don't. Uh, there it's already been in like there's people people's who hands right. Yeah, people who've gotten it, opened the box taking pictures of it, shared it. Um, I don't think it's been shared broadly, but it's it, it, it's, it's out in there. The boxes. It's yeah, findable. It's in the boxes, yeah. And there's mm-hmm. not a correction Oof. in the box? There's not a, there's nothing? Nope. No, there was nothing, nothing in it. It was just uh, as it is. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, like, there Man, won't be one. It's just, Man, the one time a, to keep your little proof of purchase token. <laughs> really? Uh... I've, I've kept all of mine. Oh, that's there's, that's there's not. Little, I, tiny, I'm tiny not surprised little zip, by that. Tiny little Ziploc baggie. <laughs> I got them all. All I right. Think if Dion kept all of his, it would be a tiny little like, like, uh, like well, one of those military. Have a tub. Have a tub of them. Um. <laughs> well, anyway, let's go ahead and, and roll through this. And just a reminder: with that missing X, um, the. It's not just the weapons that it matters for. It's also other effects. When it says something like, you know, if you're in the side arc of an enemy ship, like that, those are those are landmarks that need to be there. So just a reminder there for for those type of abilities. Let's go ahead and uh, and, and break down the ship here real quick. It's got actions galore. We got focus into rotate. We got evade, lock. Roll into, excuse me, barrel roll into rotate and boost into rotate. Everything there is white. Go crazy. We got a heavy weapon turret as the ability. It's the same as the TIE SF. You can shoot missiles out the front or the back as long as your turret indicator is pointing in the front or the back. And, of course, the stats for the ship. We got a three attack dice bullseye weapon, a two attack dice turret weapon, two agility Three hull, two shields. Initial reactions on on the base chassis um, will go. Um, I like that it doesn't have um, very much red linked actions, just like the SF. Um, little concerned about the two agility, um, but <laughs> otherwise it it seems uh, like uh, like a a upgraded SF to me, which uh, sounds cool. I'm sorry. I, I just laughed in there. Uh, uh, Jeff Sanders, uh, our Australian friend, says, heavy weapon turret won't work. You ain't got an arc, son. <laughs> <laughs> True that. True that. Uh, Marcel, initial thoughts? Uh, I don't know if it's an upgraded SF. I think it's a downgraded. I mean, you get Ooh, the bullseye, downgraded. I guess. But, wait, but. 
That's uh, actually no, you don't, because you've got the, the the boost. I think the boost adds uh, so much flavor. So never mind, it is upgraded because you get the yeah. bullseye. I would lose a uh, shield uh, for a boost and a bullseye weapon for sure. Any day, but right? uh, that yeah, thing so can really we'll, move. We'll go into other reasons uh, later on that, yeah. that have been revealed. Yeah, they, why my this only... is a much much better upgrade. Um, my only downside, if, sticking with the SF comparison is that it doesn't have lock into rotate, so you can't rotate your weapon to shoot a missile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we'll, well see we, we, other we do know Kylo's a pilot in one of these. I feel like the evade to rotate, lock to rotate might be the reason why Probably. Kylo exists. <laughs> oh, and so. I see s some people... Um, are asking about Kylo, so we'll, we'll get we'll get to that as a pilot here in a second. We do have a picture of that, uh, but let's let's go ahead and, and jump to some other ones. Yeah, I accidentally closed on, the folder. Yes, we have a picture not only of a Tie Whisper in there, but there is a Resistance B wing it's shooting at. Oh, look at that right there! Enhance, enhance, enhance. So. <laughs> Just kind of expecting in some future wave we'll get a resistance B wing partnered with the tie dagger. Oh, hey. as a Skywalker. Oh, you call it the box, the Battle of Exegol. Come on. There you go. Right. Bam. There you I go. Mean, well, AMG. Would you, actually, would you actually put two separate factions in one pack? Why not? No, never again. No. Never again. But it I think the blade, it, it, would, it would be the the blade wave. True that. So here is um, I lost my train of thought. Was gonna go with something. Don't remember what I was gonna do. Kylo. Uh, Kylo. Or, or was was it Kylo? Or was it gonna be the dial and the upgrade bar for this? Ah uh, yes yes. Let's let's do that first. Uh, nope, that is the wrong one. Searching my folders for pictures. The correct one. There it is. Shablamo. Enhance. There we go. What do we got here, Marcel? So we've got um, no not a lot. Actually, I'm looking at here. So actually, we've got a really good dial. Actually, it's very comparable to um, the tie uh, the, to the silencer dial. Uh, three sloops, but it's got two different 4Ks, the 4K and the 5K. Hard one whites, which are my favorite maneuver, the hard ones and the fact that they're available. Three soft banks. Uh, the, the, the blues are basically the um, uh, the two and the three um, straights and banks plus the four straight forward and the five forward are blues. Uh, no one forward. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just their upgrade bar. Uh, the, their upgrade slots are two talent points going um, in the direction of the A-wings, a missile, a tech slot, and a configuration, which ooh, configuration is scary. We'll get to it. Now, the question that I have here is, uh, like in the situation with, Ahsoka, mm -hmm. will those two talent slots convert to two four slots for Kylo? I would expect or, it. Yeah. It, it, or will they go I, Anakin? Because Anakin also has um, 
I could see one of each, like an Ada. Yeah, like the Ada's have one of like, each. Will, yeah. will, will they go the Ada route or will they go the Ahsoka route? Because it could be either one. Yeah. Do they think Kylo is more forceful or have some talent? I mean, he is the son of Han Solo, so did did any of it transfer? We don't know. All right, let's take a look at. Uh, we'll get to Kylo in a, in a minute because everybody wants to talk about Kylo. We'll talk about Wrath first. All right, Wrath. Here we go. What do we got here, Ryan? Wrath, an I five whisper, the herald of destruction. After you perform a bullseye attack, whether that is primary or not, mind you, this thing can take Procus because it's missile slot. So if you have one or more non-lock red or orange tokens, you may perform a bonus attack against a different target, any other weapon you have. So bullseye something, shoot it. Do you have red or orange token? If the answer is yes, shoot another ship with whatever weapon you want. So you have a way to, to generate two attacks. How does this guy is, get orange tokens, though, Ryan? Ah, man, that's a, that's a really good question that, that might be answered in the config slot or other abilities across the First Order that may help, such as Malrus. You know, Malrus says, hey, you have to reroll that token. You suddenly now have a strain. Feels bad on a two agility ship, but it's there. <laughs> or Hollow. Hollow likes passing over bad tokens. Oh yeah. Hollow. hollow. Yeah, Will Will knows Hollow. Oof, yeah. Wrath and Hollow are gonna be best friends in my world. They're <laughs> gonna be good. You um, want my stress? Also, sure. Uh if you're not flying Hollow, uh pattern analyzer. Why don't you just sloop? Uh get stressed and uh monitor attacks. Yep. I and, can confirm and, the option to 4K or 5K is really good. Thank you, Aether Sprites. And they were very deliberate in saying a non-lock red token. So if you were thinking, oh, Hollow can, <laughs> can pass a lock or can just lock the ship and it'll be fine. No, that's not how this ability works. They seem to have learned from their mistakes from Hollow and Matchstick. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, of getting orange tokens, let's go ahead and take a look at the enhanced jamming suite. All right. So what, what do we got here? I was I was I was jamming if that. No. OK, cool. Tough crowd. Well, just, right. just in time for the new Space Jam movie, right? That's right. <laughs> Will? <laughs> All right. Let's break this thing down. Enhanced jamming suite. Uh, whisper only configuration and takes the text slot super important there for all the upgrade combo nations um, but anyways it says well let's actually start with all the action it gives you uh, so in addition to all those rotate linked actions this one now gives you focus link jam barrel link jam boost linked jam all white as a note and then also a just a white jam uh, and says, because it, it is the jamming suite, so gotta, gotta at least throw that white jam in there. While you jam, you can choose yourself or another friendly ship. Uh, while you defend, if the attacker has no green tokens or there is a jammed ship in the attack arc, you may roll one additional defense die. 
So, uh, real simple, you can uh, either, if you can't get into range one or range two bullseye to jam an enemy, you could just jam yourself uh, to get that third uh, dice for your rerolls. If you got a, say, uh, like boost behind a gas cloud, jam yourself, get an extra dice as well. Uh, I think it'll be, I think you'll see it mostly on the, the boost and barrel rolls where you don't need to rotate your arc and there's like, you wouldn't be getting a token anyways. So let's jam yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely um, feels like a Kylo, a much more beneficial to Kylo since he'll have force. Yep. Jam and himself, get that agility, still have force for defense. Feel pretty good about himself. Yeah, and that's that's exactly where I was gonna go there. Uh, the the supreme leader himself is is gonna like this. You get three agility there, and we'll go ahead and take a look at what he's oh, got for us. Quickly before we move on, this yes. is very important actually that Shoot. I noticed with the jam, because I I went into the, the 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 dictionary that is the rules reference to make sure we clarify the word can. So while you jam, you can. So what can means in the rules reference is it's an extension to what you can do. And there that is not the same as a may. So when you perform a jam action with the whisper, you're never going to fail it because you can jam yourself. So that means if you're trying to jam an enemy in the range one bubble or in the bullseye, which by the way, booster barrel with the bullseye out to range two jam, still pretty good option too. But if you are taking the jam action, you're never going to fail it because you can jam yourself. Right. And an additional an additional thing with that, you got to be careful with this, like uh, that focus into jam um, ability as well, because that that second part, it says if there is a jammed ship in the attack arc, if you focused into jam, you're just and you miss that area you just lose the token you're not jammed you have two agility and you're just sad exactly <laughs> yep so be careful with the focus link jam if you don't if you're not sure if you're going to make that jam yeah well um i have two questions first question is um you get the jam action as just a standalone jam action so i'm trying to understand like the scenarios where you would jam without focusing first if you can jam someone uh, if you're maybe just jamming yourself only if you only want yourself as yeah you didn't want the booster barrel roll yeah maybe uh but in maybe just so you can give like everyone else around you the the extra defense dice like you're sacrificing yourself mm, to give everyone maybe else maybe you got coordinated the focus already yeah, but if you jam yourself, then oh, you mean you jam someone else? If you're, yeah, you're like, well, like, well, instead of taking a target lock like I thought I was, we'll just do the regular jam. Maybe. And then the other thing that I was thinking about is, uh, you guys, I know that the easy um, thing to look at is the Kylo, but I, I love this on the lower initiative things because the lower, if you if you put these on I twos, I don't know if there will be I ones of these, but if you know whatever it is, I one or I two. That, that, that makes your blocking so much better because then you can just go ahead, set up your blocks, uh, focus, toss the jam, and if you get the block on them, they're not going to be able to clear their jam. So now you're focused with three agility and 
all this other fun stuff. Um, well, it, it does say yeah. if the attacker doesn't have a green token, though, either. But you can go the combination of, I, I, I've seen from, like, Luminara with Chopper. You move up, it, you, you jam someone, and then you prepare to block someone else. You get sort of the double effect where you're trying to negate two different token actions. But yeah, no, I lower initiative could still be pretty good on these because you know where everything's moving. They can't block you from doing your jam. And you can guarantee the jams and you still get your one action in jams and yeah. uh chopper is good. Um so why wouldn't this be? Granted, lower initiative jam unfortunately may have to deal with the you know, when everyone sees jam across the board, they see, oh, you got jam. I'm going to lock all these rocks in my friends now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When yeah. are we going to stop locking rocks? Can we take that when, out of the rules when, when they When they fix the rules reference. Let's errata Kira and fix the rules reference. Who's in on that? I'm, I'm in. Or they just got to start giving us more things that matter with locking rocks. That's the other solution to that. Um, um, if things if of you like, have if a locked rock that you moved over... Reroll the dice. Like getting know. like a ship who got a benefit, like if the ship is locking something. Right. Like, or well, no, just make it. Like I, I want to see some design space where it's if an obstacle is locked or if a gas cloud or a debris or an asteroid. Like they, they can, There, there's plenty of shenanigans that could be developed Ooh, into that. Go the opposite of Kira, make it twice as bad for your enemy. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Uh, Marcel, I, I am, make, I'm I'm fully aware that Kira exists. Kira. I'm fully <laughs> aware that Kira exists, but I'm saying like one card to to facilitate that entire rule set that creates a stupid interaction. No, you're gonna lean into it. Lean into it more, more. Yeah, I, I'd rather the locked obstacle be worse for the enemy rather than making it easier for you. I'm 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 pretty against making obstacles matter less in the game i'm in yes on that agreed all right here we go the supreme leader of the first order kylo ren in the tie whisper i love that they used the art of uh him like trying to ram it, uh you know his ship into ray because his ship gets wrecked it, like right after this like they, i think they could have picked a cooler picture but sure all right like you know, this is—it's not a moment of power for him. He—he he loses here, uh, just for for reference. All right, what I forget who's next? A person, somebody. What does this do, Marcel? Hello. Before an enemy ship in your bullseye. By the way, Kylo has three force. Everything else is the same. Before an enemy ship in your bullseye is dealt a face down damage card, you may spend one force. If you do, that damage card is dealt face up instead um so essentially it's it's kind of a, a pseudo dead eye but um it's a dead eye when anybody shoots not just yourself or even if a a you know they roll over an asteroid or anything basically any damage card that's going in if they're in the bullseye turn it to a crit um also like kind of like marksmanship as well now I don't think there's any other other things to that play off of this. I mean, bombs. You, don't have... you can bomb somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, could, it's but... not from an attack specifically. You just need someone in the bullseye to being dealt a face down damage card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, there is potential there for Kylo just to have something in arc and everybody else be doing something. And you're just like, it's a crit, it's a crit, it's a crit. Yeah, it's not limited by it's only limited by his force. So you can yep. keep going over and over with it. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, that that is it. Is there is there another card from the pack that you guys want to take a look at? I think we covered our braces pretty There's well. The new tech, if you got it, I think I thought you had an image of it. Sensor scramblers. Oh, uh, the cloak one. Yep. Sensor scramblers. Let me double check. Oh, also, also has a note direct hits. Yes. Like Kylo is going to love direct hits, oh, by the way. Yeah. There it is. All right. T so sensor scrambler, it is for the TIE Whisper or the TIE Silencer. So either version of Kylo or the other ships can take this. Hey. Setup. Gain one cloak token. Start with the game, kind of like the Scimitar uh, Infiltrator for Maul or whoever you want to put on it. Cloak start game. While you are cloaked, other ships cannot acquire locks on you at all. During the end phase, if you are cloaked and there is an enemy ship at range 0 to 3, you must decloak. If you do and that decloak fails, you still just lose the cloak token. So this is definitely uh, a you know big deal for any ship that wants to get that. Uh, it, what I like doing a lot of times is pressuring aces, and Kylo currently in the silencer is an example of I will try and rush into him as long as I'm not getting overly flanked by something. I know he'll run away, he'll come back later, but I want to get those early locks on him. Can't do that. Just can't, can't get the lock. No one can false transponder code him when he's cloaked, but... If he's in a situation where there are enemy ships at higher initiative trying to get a jump on him, as long as he gets himself in a safe spot, say, behind a cloud, obstacle range three, Kylo won't be able to shoot back because he'll be, still be cloaked if you don't decloak. But again, no lock. Can't, can't take that extra action for firing ammunition off on him if he's still cloaked. So, And obviously, just the decloak itself is such an amount of maneuverability differences that gives him in the early game for a pounce or a fade or a fake out of some type. Uh, okay, and there there was one other card here that people wanted us to point out, uh, and that was something that was on the back of the box, and you have enough there to actually make it out. I hadn't noticed it, and that is the Force card, Malice. That's terrible. Malice. The card is terrible? No, I mean terrible in a good way. Well, terrible if you're against it. <laughs> so it says, while you perform an attack, you may spend one force to change one focus or hit result to a crit. If you do, after, I'm going to assume it's you, perform that attack, if the defender uh, is dealt one or more face-up pilot or... Some ship. <laughs> yeah. I assume so it doesn't work on huge ships. Oh, it might be ships. pilot or... F I think it's pilot or ship, and like Will said, it's it's proofing against epic ships. Yeah. Pilot so it could say or... face down, but it, the space doesn't allow it, so it has to yeah. be ship. Pilot or ship crit damage cards. Recover to force? Yeah, so this is nuts. What? Like, okay. <laughs> like basically, you roll your attack, you change... 
a focus or a hit result to a crit, as long as you landed, you get two force back. So it's basically you attack, you spend a force to get a focus to a crit. I mean, a fo uh, yeah, focus to a crit. And then you get double the force back. I mean, it's it's just... This I better mean, be worth like 15 points oh, or something. So, you know so what? The, the chat actually made a good point. It uh. probably is pilot or crew so that it does count for the crew of an epic ship. So ah, it's more in yes. line with Kylo uh. doing damage to people, not the ships. Ships, that makes sense. Cause we, that would be better, because pilot, there's only eight, is there? Yeah. Eight, I, I think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Two two um, of each. You know who could take dark side upgrades that already loves dealing crit damage? Adakin. Is that oh. uh, Ada, Ada Anakin? Ada, Ada Anakin, yeah. Who yeah. already does the, the, the unblockable auto blaster stuff. Which could actually, Malice may allow you to free up your marksmanship for a different talent. Oh, that's true. Now nah, you double down on that. That's like triple down. R7, R7, You never have enough crits on your auto blaster, okay? <laughs> How many? Three out More. of damage every turn. More! More! More. <laughs> All but right. Yeah. So because it lands, it automatically gives you extra force back on something like yeah. Anakin. Then. Yep. Yeah. Now it it crit. does have to be face up, so it does have to and, and a pilot or crew, yeah, assumingly. It would require it to be pilot or we what we're thinking crew. Otherwise, if it was pilot or ship, it would literally be the entire damage deck for the base game. Mm hmm. All right. Well, that that has been fun going through those cards with you guys. Um. I'm excited. Those are coming out in September. Is that right? September 24th is the date I have in the back of my head. Is that right? Um, so that is when we expect to see these on the table uh, with plenty of time to see them played in our Galactic Championship Series, which, by the way, this weekend is Jetta. This weekend is Jetta, so don't miss it. But we got something exciting happening even before this weekend. Marcel, you want to talk about it? Uh, you talking about Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. So Wednesday, Wednesday 5 p.m. I, something's going down. Well, 5 p.m. Central Time. Yes. 11 p.m. Special Guest Time. Uh, so the um, the the hot sauce bet that has been going around this, you know, with all the spicy hot takes and everything, is finally getting paid on Wednesday. So essentially what's going to happen, uh, I don't know what the final result is on the opponent, but Ali will join us on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time to play our, our Wednesday night uh, league nights or casual nights or whatever we are calling them these days. Sorry, Dion. Flight Club. Um, Flight, Club. Flight Club. And then um, he's going to fly 10 vultures at 200 points. Uh, whoever his opponent is, whether it's one of us or whether it's some, one of you, is for every uh, vulture that gets destroyed, he's going to be taking some hot sauce. So instead of doing the trivia like we originally said, uh, he's basically going to be flying 10 vultures. And every time one of them pops, uh, his, his, uh, his belly's going to pop as well. Yeah, so taste buds are going to pop. So this is we're talking about Ali Oliver Pocknell, the world, world champion, um, and, and 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 
<laughs> yes, Emeritus and uh, and Team England trash talker. We're gonna go undefeated and and uh, made made this bet and getting called on it uh, now. So we will we'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking that I might just play. I think this might be fun, though. I'm debating whether or not I want to be the reason why we inflict pain upon Oliver Pocknell. Um Take Hera with, uh, actually Hera will probably die. Take something that just has torpedoes or something and just pops them. Even a bunch of I-2 torpedoes, a bunch of news or something, just pop them. And pe pop people are saying, wait a second, that's illegal. You can't take 10 droids. We're doing it. Stop I'll us. I will make it illegal. I will make it correct. I will make it legal. Uh, there's a couple people asking, did the XCC finals happen already? No. No, um, as of today, it is official, uh, it is happening August 28th. It'll be starting around 8 a.m. 8 a UTC time, which for um, in the U.S., that's about 4 or 3 a.m., depending on what time they actually choose. And we're going to be streaming it live here on GSP. We'll be live for however many rounds it's going to be, whatever, uh, that, that, that round robin. There's gonna be ten different streamers covering it, so uh, should be should be five, fun. Five of the first day, four on Sunday. There you go. The second day, total of nine, because that'd be round robin for all the ten teams in the finals. Mucho, mucho X-wing that uh, that weekend. So uh, should be fun. We got a lot of lot of content coming your way uh before we head out tonight you guys want to i don't know just, do you, anything you guys want to bring up open i'm opening up the floor i've missed you guys no miss you too dion yeah when are we uh, when are we getting back to playing games dion that's my question to you so to you know we could just do it we could after yeah. after we finish torturing ollie we could play. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, I want to do. Um, I, I want to do the next round of killing that large squid again. That you, we want to do that that second second take on it, trying to make it a little bit of a better scenario. Yeah, make it a little more challenging. But um, uh, that was fun. I had a good time when we did it. I don't know if you guys uh, did, but yeah, that was fun. And I don't know uh, Landball in the chat says do another GSP get together. I mean, we we loved we loved doing it. It just comes down to scheduling. Um, and I don't know Ryan's going to be a, a papa here. Uh, what, what when's when's uh, your your wife's due date again? Early December. Early December. What's the chances we can pull off one uh, uh, an early GSP uh, showdown before the baby comes? Uh, it's got to be before the baby comes to play that much. <laughs> all right, <laughs> like, all right. Good, like, everyone who's, like, thinking about events after, like, you know, into 2022, I'm like, can't commit to anything. All right. So we'll, so. we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see if we can get another get-together. Because I will say, I had a great time doing it. It was a blast. It was a blast to have you guys there. So, um... Although the... If we don't make it happen before the baby, I can just indefinitely hold the belt. This is true. You can you can Oliver Pocknell <laughs> your your championship. Like, I, guys, I can't make it. I got a baby. I'm sorry. We just can't do it. I got a baby <laughs> one arm belt over the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Um, 
Mega Silver asking, are you focusing on the Team USA stream during that? Uh, for XTC, I remember, I'm not in charge of it. I'm just here to provide content. I'm not, I'm not a decision maker. I will do what they tell me to do uh, then. so I believe it'll be random. I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. But, uh, yeah, it should be, should be fun. All right, everybody. Well, let's go ahead and call it for the night. Thank you so much for hanging out. Marcel, thank you for joining us, even though you were unpacking boxes. I know moving is never fun. Thanks again to Will for, uh, for getting us that Lone Star Open content. If you didn't watch that live, it is going up on YouTube. Shout out to Ryan. Got runner up in Lone Star Open. He is trying. He's trying that taste of victory so close so close and don't forget tomorrow 7 p.m paint wars be there or be square remember we're doing a live premiere so if you can you can be live in that chat for the duration of that first replay and that will be immortalized uh for this first season so make sure that you guys watch we'll be there and we'll uh chit chat in the in the chat remember guys if you haven't shared liked and subscribed on those videos for paint wars i would really appreciate it we are really trying to make a big push with those and uh i i it makes me very happy when you do those things thank you so much we'll talk to you later thanks for watching be smart be safe gold squadron out